The Fake Show podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Hutchison & Stephan, North Fifth Brewing Company, Threads of Envy, The Tone Factory Recording Studios, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Johnson and Toft on Hot Talk 1140. Say, Richard Lewis, how you doing, man? Hey, let me tell you something. First of all, your names. I mean, can you get a can you get a better name than that? <laughs> I woke up this morning with a strange rash because I always get a rash a day before I have a gig. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I don't know if those people have those kind of water. I have a water filter here that that look out of a James Bond movie doesn't seem to work. Because <laughs> in Los Angeles, water, that doesn't work. Yeah. Well, we works. we live in a town where there's like 18 companies competing for your water business because the water is full of corpsey stuff. <laughs> there's like so many bodies at the bottom of I, Lake Mead. I, how dare you not think I know what... I've never heard anyone pronounce corpses, corpses. Is that the Latin pronunciation? No, no, no. I mean, it must be plural. If it's, if it's stuff from a corpse, it's kind of corpsey. You're so, well, you're much smaller than me. You know, you know, yeah. you know I don't even you know vice versa, vice versa. You know what I mean? I get into... I don't know really. I have no real real intelligence. I go on stage and try to make strangers laugh. Yeah, well, there and you then go. run. Like it really matters. Is it yeah. kitty corner or caddy corner, Richard Lewis? <laughs> I think it's caddy corner, by the way. Yeah. All right, there you go. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I've watched that millionaire show a few times, and I'm I rock the first two three questions. Well, a baseball is a round. B looks like you know a, a thigh. You know, <laughs> it was, the first three I rock. It was pretty bad. Uh, where a loofah comes from. Was it is it from the inside of a sea plant or from a tropical papaya or something? I even knew I, that. A, a gourd, isn't it? It's it's from a tropical gourd. <laughs> oh, a loofah? Yeah, yeah. A loofah. That's where it comes from inside a gourd. Who cares, man? I know. <laughs> really, if you saw this rash, when I hang up this phone, I, I have two choices: I either go to a skin doctor, uh-huh. or I, you know, may, you know, go on the go online and just tell everybody that I know what a loofah means. There you yeah. go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are, are you still uh, going to see the shrink, Richard? I have no choice. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't consider it. I don't go at that often. I have one in New York and one here, and I like basically staying. You know, I, I've been touring a lot the last two, three months because this book came out. I've been doing a, a tour, and then I pop in and work with Larry David on his on his HBO show, and I'm really exhausted. And um, although I am. I like doing. I like performing in Nevada and and, and, and I heard really great things about the sensation. And I had this thing on the books for a while, and so I'm sort of jazzed. I'm popping in there for one one show, and then I pop back home for the skin doctor. Oh, sensation! You're not kidding you get about night your rates out here in LA. That's right. Yeah. Well, you're not kidding about your rash. You really have a rash. Yeah, but it'll go away. That's and cool. I'm not even sure whether it's here or whether I just perceive it as a rash. Oh. See, you, don't, you don't really know the depth of my hypochondria, really. <laughs> I mean, I'm so grateful to be alive and all that jazz. You right, know. Right. How, how hip was that? I'm trying to get ready for, you know. Yeah. I'm trying to get ready for the gig. But this could be some kind of existential rash. It's just for sure it's an existential Well, you know, it could be. But, you know, you know in, when you hit middle age, it's like it's no longer a rash and I don't care. Let's go climb a mountain. It's like, you know, when I wake up, the, when I wake up, my I don't really know when I wake up in the morning. Seriously, whether I'm looking at my ceiling or the top of a casket. <laughs> That's, it just dawned on me. And then once I realize it's my bedroom, assuming I'm home, I am so happy. And I get up and I do these wild folk dances that I never knew <laughs> <laughs> I'm only laughing because I just woke up and I'm like, I have a feeling I'm talking to you about my dreams. You know? Oh, God. Well, this is more true than ever because uh, we, it, during the boozy days, you didn't know what room you were in. Did That's you? right. Not yeah. always. 
Well, I didn't always walk around like, I made it. You know, I had a good 15-year run. <laughs> yeah. There was some oh, nights good. when I thought I was, uh, you know, at, at home, and I was like, say, in Tunisia or something. That was bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like, an, you know, I had an occasional blackout. Hey, but, we were talking earlier, Richard Lewis, about the television remote and, and whether or not it is actually... Nice segue, by the way. That was like an assassination attempt. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's like Jack Ruby's grandson just came in. Boom! <laughs> Yeah, talk about my, you know, my, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Hey, do you ever use an eraser? Good night, everybody. How about those Mets, Richard? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, what's the question? Let me just get out of the electric chair for a minute. Hold on. No, what's the question, really? Never mind, Richard. <laughs> you know, I don't, I'll never use an enema again after that question. We were just talking earlier about TV remotes and whether or not they're an extension of the male uh, member, the penis. Oh, right? no, no. Let me tell you something. If right. they are, then I have three of them and a vagina now. <laughs> <laughs> because this cable system in L.A. said, oh, by the way, I would get these postcards. I swear to God. You know, they buy up the cable rights of yeah. these companies. Uh-huh. And they go, you can only get channel two and one. <laughs> Why even there was a one? <laughs> Unless a guy comes over, puts a box, gives you a new thing. I mean, I don't, I have like a, my TV used to be so easy and clean. Now it's like I have a storage room when I'm sitting, I'm sitting in. Yeah, yeah. It's not fair. But uh, as a <laughs> I think maybe when women, I think when they advertise television, I think when a woman holds on to it, uh-huh. right. it's, it's easy. It seems that she's grasping a member, you know? Oh, penis, as we, the we TV remote, you mean? Yeah, I the way she holds it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I mean, although God, far be it for me not to suggest that I haven't held my own over a hundred. I'm going for the hundred thousand mark. It'll be in the Guinness Book of Records. It's comforting, isn't it? It's not so much. It's comforting. It's like it. It has. I've saved. I figured out. I saved over. Uh, $228,000 on dating. Wow. <laughs> Since I was in high school. Very nice. And, you know, and I have to throw in when I started making some bread, like a you know, huge trips. <laughs> because in five seconds, I say, well, what do they have to go to Rome for? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and she wasn't even right for me. I'm going to watch the ball game. Do women yeah. not understand you? No, some do. Because, I got listen, I, women have the same fears of intimacy. You know, women, uh, a lot of women, uh, even though women would probably usually like to, and I know this is a uh, blanket statement, but um, I think on the sexual end, on the orgasmic side of the, uh, how do I put it, to be blunt, I think men are pigs, basically. <laughs> and I think women need to, you know, really are more evolved in that area. I yeah. really do. I mean, yeah. I watch the Discovery Channel. Uh-huh. I watch the males and the females. The men are, you know, you should have seen what this male zebra was doing the other night. <laughs> this came really earned his stripes, Helping didn't he? Bushes and, and, and cougars. His wife was there breastfeeding. His wife. Are men all like that one alligator guy? Men, women? Well, how do you know, Mr. Big Show? <laughs> yeah. Well, what are they? They're not extraterrestrial. They're, they're like us, but we're just... I'm not much more evolved than the gorilla sexually. Really? Is that right? No. No, I, uh, you know, intimacy and, and intercourse is, uh, you know, if I can get those two together before I call the day, I'm not quite sure, but I'm very intimate with myself. Do you, are you pretty much straightforward with women, or do you just pick up lines? Well, I've been, I, I, no, no, I'm very straightforward with women. Right. I mean, I, I've been, I've never been married. Uh-huh. Uh, I've avoided that because I think I've avoided the fear that I couldn't be a good husband or a good father. Uh-huh. 
I probably, who knows? Who the hell knows what that even means? But I, <laughs> I've avoided it, and I've been dating someone recently. Uh, recently. I mean, you were afraid to say the days, you know? Anyone recently, anyone no. we'd know, or is this a nice... No, no, she's not. I, I, oh, I've way gotten over the, uh, you know, actress thing. Really? That is always... You know, you can't look back. Who can, you know what I mean? But, I mean, I had fun. I also had some nightmares. I mean, yeah. I mean... I, but, you know, once I became a recovering alcoholic almost seven years ago, I had to tragically take some responsibility. And, you know, and you know these dates from hell, as I would love to talk about for years and years, <laughs> I was a date from hell. There's yeah. no doubt about it. So, sure. so right now, it's a little harder to date because I, I take responsibility for being part of the couple. Can you imagine? Yeah, it's got to be hard. It's, really, it's unbelievably difficult when you take responsibility for your actions. I bet. I hate it. it I mean, I actually have, I, you know, I, I take an action, and there are consequences. Uh-huh. That blows. Yeah. But, you know, it's so... I, I'm so clear-headed now, I despise myself even more, to be quite honest. Because <laughs> you see the picture, sure. Yeah, oh, it's I got, hate myself. It's got to be hard marrying someone in the business, because what oh. is there to do besides go to the mall and shop for, uh, you know, mirrors and picture frames? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Pretty no, much it? The narcissism is just... It's pathetic. I, I could not even imagine... I mean, I've, I've dated. A, listen, I've never, I've never been married, so I've dated a lot of actresses. I live, you know, I've moved out here from New York in the middle 70s. Right. So, you know, I'm not a womanizer. I don't know what a womanizer is. Although I remember rest his soul, uh, you know, Chamberlain. Everyone remembered that. He said he, he had 20,000 yeah, uh, women. Yeah, yeah. And we, we yeah, all did the math. I, sure. What? We, we did the math. Yeah. I did the math, too. Yeah. <laughs> he had to be, you know, doing it shopping in the dental office. Anyway. Uh-huh. Didn't he? Yeah. There's no time. If you consider all the, you know... The, Unless the players and the coaches during like watching films for a playoff game, he was getting it, you know, in the dressing room, sure, in the locker room rather, or or one long bus ride, or do they take planes? We're not talking Orville, you know, the Wilbur Wright. <laughs> they had planes in the '60s. Well, I know they had planes. I just wondered, you know, maybe early in his career he took buses. What am I? Some historian? Just the, uh, the uh, classic sports channel? <laughs> I don't care how Will got around. Uh, what was uh, John Havlicek's average? Who dated him? Hey, Richard, are there uh, people from outer space? Nice segue, by the way. <laughs> thank you you, you got to stop that. Really, I'm hooked up to a heart machine now. Look how look how cool I have a heart machine. Like there's such a thing called a heart machine. Yeah, my vocabulary sucks. <laughs> I really want. I knew if I would have had the right name, I think you guys really would have laughed. But heart machine, it's like heart you know, machine. like one of those movies from the fifties. You know, the guy invented the, you know, like. Uh, well, maybe you were talking about a heart and lung machine you're buying on installments or something. That's good. Thanks. I'm leasing one. Yeah, exactly. What's your favorite food? It used to be. It used to be steak. Okay. Dating this woman who's a vegetarian, which no. really sucks. No, that doesn't work. Good for her though. Yeah. yeah, I think my favorite food now it has. All, I love Italian food, risotto. But I mean, she has told me her horror stories why she doesn't eat meat, uh-huh. and it really, you know, I say don't ruin this for me. Yeah, I can't eat a damn thing now with meat. <laughs> I mean, I try. Yeah. I mean, there's no way like I'm going to go to like the Palm and get you know, uh, yeah, give me the rice pudding and some bread. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they look at you like you know you just escaped from a mental institution. You know, the truth of the matter is, she. I won't tell your listeners the image of what she saw in a documentary. Oh. If it's not a free range chicken where they can run around like and go, hey, catch me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they pile these suckers up on top of each other, and I don't even want to let you know what's going down. And no stalls, I might add. And I meant. Oh, yeah? So there's no way chicken has really... I used to figure I'll eat chicken, I'll stay away from the red meat, but when she told me the chicken story, uh-huh. I am disgusted.
tested now. That's very bad. And you know, I don't know how they treat roosters down in Jamaica, but we got a hold of a package of cock-flavored soup. You're kidding. No. Cock-flavored soup mix. How does that rooster mix? soup fly, by the way? <laughs> I, I don't know. Have you ever tried that cock-flavored soup mix? No, I haven't tried uh, cock-flavored anything. I see. To tell you the truth. And I'm really? homophobic. All right, then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you but meant I don't by know that. How, yes, you do. I don't even... I mean, but I don't even know... Like, uh, even the hot dogs now. Yeah. See, my father was a caterer. And uh-huh. I used to see, when he was alive, a great caterer. But I used to see how they used to... What they did to the food. Yeah. Uh, Forget about it. Yeah. I'm lucky I even eat, you know, <laughs> even eat cloth at people, this point. People that work at restaurants never eat out. That's true. Oh, no. And then you always hear those stories, particularly at fast food places. Yeah, that wacko, he's in jail. You know what he used to do? Oh, oh man. Oh. You know, how many, you always hear that. Hey, do you ever yeah. have a sandwich named after you? Oh, in the stage delicatessens, yeah. Really? Delis, yeah. What they call it? Yeah, you know, the New York delicatessen. <laughs> and, you know, it's not that a Jew can't eat uh, white bread and bologna and, uh, and mayonnaise <laughs> and, uh, and Velveeta. Yeah. But you show, find me that Jew, <laughs> and I'll show you Roswell. <laughs> yeah. We don't put mayonnaise and, uh, and uh, you put, we put mustard. On, uh, we, we were taught early on to put mustard on meat, not mayo. That's right, yeah. So, you know, they gave me some dyslexic, you know, only like, you know, people who are ex- who escaped like, you know, uh, Jewish prisons or that when they go to the... <laughs> I guess. You have, I'm not sure what a Jewish prison One is. of the famous Jewish Except prisons. My mind, huh? yeah. Hey, Richard, how I, I can imagine how cleansing it was for you to write the book about your uh, your problems with alcohol. I, but, I think I'm a recovering alcoholic. No, it was, it was very cathartic. The book yeah. did well, being paperback next year, and um, and the audio thing, which I'm sort of looking forward to, yeah. to do. But, yeah, it was, it was. And there's no... My life... You know, I mean, look, I did, I've had a really terrific career. I've had fun, but my life was getting screwed up toward the end with uh, too much drinking on too many nights, and my friends said enough, and uh, I listened. Is that because of the way that your life was in terms of uh, touring as a comedian? You were always on the road, and it was just there for you? Listen, the alcoholics come in every size. You know, I mean, it's just I happen to be a comedian and, and an actor or whatever I am, and an right. author. Thank you. Right. But I mean, uh, <laughs> no, I don't know, man. I think it was in my, I know it was in my DNA. It was all over the family. I mean, my grandfather was like, you know, it was like, well, I can do a million jokes, but I mean, I mean, he was he was an alcoholic, poor right. right. guy, uh, and uh, you know. But back then, there wasn't like a lot of these buzzwords, which I'm glad there are now because there are there is help out there. But I mean, when my grandfather would just sleep literally 18 hours a day, uh. and his mother and his my grandmother, I said, "Where's Grandpa?" And he was, she would just, you know. He's taking a nap for uh, Flag Day, you know, from bullcrap. You know, I mean, but he, the, the rehab wasn't really in the vernacular, you know, for you know, women, uh, a woman from R- Russia, back Romania. Then, you back know. then, you were a rummy, and that was it. Society had nothing to do with you. That's exactly right. Yeah. And um, so, you know, I've helped myself. I've helped others. People help me. It's sort of cool. And but I'm so whacked out now because I'm, you know, I don't, I don't medicate myself with booze. That I just. I mean, my I've done my best work in the last six, seven years. I feel and and writing and acting and on stage, and I've been performing like a madman the last uh, couple of years. So I really enjoy myself on stage now, because you know, with you know, because I really feel a lot a lot more gratitude about living. Because anyone out there who's been hooked on something is, is 
like this uh, and comes back from it uh, really does feel more grateful about so, life. So you I work do. the you know, as hokey as that might sound. Do you work the whole topic into your act at all? Is that a part huh? of your act? Is is the whole uh, thing about alcoholism part of your act now? Well, too, I don't know what I'm going to say when I go on stage. That's why you know Leno always used to say you know, we started together almost Jesus uh, thirty years ago. He says. Well, why are you such a wreck? I said, Jay, I don't know why, what I'm going to say, because I li- really don't. I mean, I, I have about four or five hours of new stuff that I carry with me. I, I used to bring a sheet of paper on stage, like about, tw- about eight feet long, because <laughs> right. it was all new material. Now I don't bring the sheet up, so I basically walk, uh, travel with like a diary of stuff that I've written or come up with or thought was remotely funny or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and like a, it's like a novel. It's like about 300 pages, and I just study that, and then I just hope that some of it comes into my head when I get on stage. So I don't know what I'm going to say tomorrow night. I think it's an 8 o'clock show uh, at uh, Sunset Station, and uh, I don't know what I'm going to say. You know, right now, though, today I'm, gonna, I'm just going over my notes, things that happened to me the last few days that... I mean, you know what? You know, this, look, I'm still doing it, so that this this works. I yeah. mean, this process works. But I could never continue to say that know what I'm going to say or do the same stuff year after year or just add a joke or something. I mean, I would, yeah. I would, I would have been, I would have killed myself probably. One more question: What's the deal with Robert Blake's wife? Boy, I'll tell you, man. You know, I've been, I was traveling. I caught drips and drabs of that, and uh, you know. I, I don't have met her, uh, but it's 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 certainly it's almost like a Charlie Chan mystery at this point. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't. I never even met him. I don't know much to say, but I mean, it certainly is a very very bizarre scenario. I mean, it, it, what has happened this morning? I mean, he's not a suspect, is he? He is. He is at, the number one suspect. Well, oh, I would he really? I wouldn't yeah. say number one, but well, now. But he was. He didn't. Sh- her. He's well, the number one son. What they were, <laughs> what they were saying a couple of days ago was that he is not a suspect because they didn't find uh, the, the gunpowder residue on his hands. But today, yeah, uh, last night, I guess they actually searched his house and, and took a bunch of things out of there. Yeah, but wasn't he not uh, on the scene when when that car? No, he by? he was on the scene. Actually, he left. He went back into the restroom to get his gun, which yeah, he had that, left. Yeah. He left by the beats on the table. That's a hell of a, you know, an, you know, alibi. Yeah. 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 I left my cannon in the men's room. <laughs> the one no, that... But that's, you know, but he, he, he is a gun collector, someone told me, right? Is, oh, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it was a license app. Maybe it was... But, but I mean, he would have to... Be, they're only checking him out to see whether he set this up, right? So, yeah, the thing is that he went back to get the gun that he was using to protect her. And I guess... See, to me, my theory is... I know that, that someone was coming. That my theory yeah. is that he he figured if there's enough irony in the story that the cops would overlook any, you know, possible connection. <laughs> oh, well, that's, oh, that's curious. Right. Now it's coming back. Yeah, he said that she had a lot of trouble and she was being stalked. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Holy Geraldo. <laughs> really? Well, Entertainment Tonight really hung him out to dry last night. They showed a clip of a visit to his house from 1992 when he showed them his gun collection, which featured about 40, 50 guns. Yeah, see. Oh, gee. Well, that doesn't, still doesn't prove anything. A lot of gun collectors who own, you know, set up a murder. That's true. Hey, thanks for letting me off on this really high note. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Lewis. Hey, nice Adam you. you guys are great, man. Yeah, man. All right, Take care. Great thanks. having you on. Thanks, man. This is, this is, this is Johnson and Tuck on Hot Talk 1140. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.